Welcome to another edition of the Golden Host Podcast. I am your host, Gregory McCoy. This podcast is by a fan for fans. I am not a journalist. I am not a reporter. I am not an insider. I do not work for a website. The majority of my content comes from me and my opinion. Other information comes from the internet. Um, Man. We like 81 days away from kickoff. And, you know, it's just... Once you reach this point in the sports calendar, you know, you're basically NBA finals. And then, you know, I watch a little bit of baseball here and there, but they they call it the dog days of summer. And that's pretty much where we are right now. And <laughs> this this is like the worst time to be a sports fan when when baseball is the preeminent sport available. Um, And no knock on baseball. I used to love baseball as a kid, but the whole steroids thing kind of, you know, I kind of lost interest. I played baseball in high school, um, loved the game, loved playing the game, but it just doesn't interest me anymore, you know. Um, I don't like the way they did Barry Bonds. I think he was a Hall of Famer before the whole steroids thing, but whatever. Um, Florida State, man. I mean, there, there's, there's no. I didn't broke it down so many ways. the 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 whole thing of it is, is the whole mindset of the program has to get back. We don't even have to go all the way back to the 90s. We can just go back 10 years. If we can just get our attitude back from 10 years ago, I think we can be in good shape. We got some good players. And I just really feel like it's on this coaching staff to put them in positions to succeed. And that's really every coaching staff's job. But I just felt like the coaching staff made a couple of bonehead calls last year. And I'm not trying to throw these guys up under the bus, but you have to know what your guys can do as a coaching staff. You have to know their strengths. You have to know their weaknesses. You have to know what motivates them. And I just don't think... Mike Norvell has a handle on that yet. I think he's getting more and more of his guys in there that can uh, execute his offense. Um, But, I, you know, and I hate to keep – well, I don't really hate coming back to this point. I mean, it's just a point that you can't emphasize enough, and that's the offensive line. You can't emphasize that enough. I and uh, that's that's really the key to the to this whole thing. I mean, under Jimbo Fisher, he he wasn't a big time offensive line recruit recruiting type of person because he ran a a different type of offense. I mean, of course, he puts emphasis on it now because he's in the SEC, in the SEC West, 
And you have to have, you know, road graders, rhinos to compete in that league. Whereas, you know, really the only team that's really on that level is Clemson right now. Um, Defensive line-wise, we were on that level maybe five, six, seven years ago. Um, We got a long way to go to get back. We can do it, but, um, you know, it's not going to be on the cheap. That's why I say I think 9-3, and 10-2 for Florida State going forward is just going to be a great year just because I just don't see the powers that be fully investing in football. It would take it would take a big time coach coming to Florida State for everybody to get on the same page. You know, if you would have got Bob Stoops a few years ago, several years ago, um I think he could have galvanized everything. But uh I, I, I think Mike Novell's got it going in the right direction. Um He's not a big-name coach, per se. And um, it's going to take him a while to get the guys in there that he wants. And, um, you know, I think if he can put together just 7-5, and five, if he can just go 7-5 and five and be competitive in every game, I think that would literally open up the floodgates for recruiting. Um, and I, I, I'm i just asking him to win two more games, man. I think you got enough talent at all the skill positions on offense to, do, to be special. I think you've got enough pieces on defense to, to be special. Special teams, I don't know. I mean, special teams for the most part, was a disaster as far as the return game. Coverage teams were okay. Um, Kicking was nothing to write home about. Um, And like I said before in past episodes, I would have a dedicated coach to special teams. I wouldn't have a position coach doing special teams on the side. I think that's not good. But therein lies the cheapness as Florida State goes. And um, it is what it is, man. They still my team. I still love them. But they notoriously cheap. You know, I'm surprised they opened up their wallets a little bit for Norvell to get some some extra coaches, some some off-the-field analysts and Things of that nature. Um, look how long it's taking them to build the uh, the football only facility. Look how long Jimbo was asking for that in in, in what two thousand thirteen, if I'm not mistaken. That's almost ten years ago. And but see, back then he knew what was coming on the horizon. He knew it. He saw it coming. And Florida State could have been out in front of it. But, you know, people just being cheap, trying to win on the cheap. And 
that philosophy ain't gonna work all the time. You know, I, I don't I don't see us getting another Jalen Ramsey. I don't see us getting another Dalvin Cook to come to that come to this program. You know, those type of recruits now, they wanna get paid. You know, and if you ain't coming with four, five hundred thousand dollars at least, just just to get a serious look, you know what it is. But, you know, I, I love to pay for play. I love it. I love it, man. Let these kids, uh, these young men, you know, help their families. Let them change their financial situation, you know. Let them upgrade their mom, their dad, you know. I don't see nothing wrong with that. If If, if you know, if a kid can go overseas and defend his country, he should be able to play football here and get paid. You know. But, um, I mean, I remember going to my first Florida State game, and this was like in the early 90s. And um, I want to say my very first Florida State game was at Chapel Hill. Um. And it, I mean, it was just a surreal moment, man, to to be a Florida State fan for that little bit of time, and have an opportunity to go to a game, and and you know see, uh, you know those guys play, Weldon, you know all those guys, Ampley, Edgar Bennett, you know it it was just surreal, man. It was really a, a, a great experience. And, I mean, I haven't been to a game since, like, the early 2000s, you know. You know, when you start having children and stuff, you got to prioritize that kind of stuff. And I would love to go to a game for my birthday just to, you know, go down to Tallahassee and, and just take in the the scenery because I know it's changed tremendously since the last time I've been to a game. And um, I don't know. I, I have to see. You know, COVID is very scary. This monkeypox thing is scary. And you just got to be weary of all these things. So... Um, Dion Sanders brought me into the fold as far as far as being a Florida State fan, and just for the record, I hope he is very successful at uh, Jackson State. Um, you know, I'm not gonna root against him. I, I, you know, I wish Travis Hunter all the best. I don't have no ill will towards the young man. Um, I hope he has a great career. I hope he goes to the league and, and does his thing. At the end of the day, I'm just a fan. It's football. It's not life and death. And you literally have fans acting all crazy like, you know. And that he's probably too young to even know 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? About Dion. But, you know, obviously he did his research. And so I hope I just hope Jackson State has a great season. I wish Dion all the success in the world. I hope he stays at Jackson State because that's more his lane. And I he's just he can he can really put HBCU football on the map. And, you know, if they don't want to let the HBCUs into the FCS playoff, then just form your own playoff. And, and that's pretty much it. I'm just trying to figure out why HBCUs are not. Are, I guess they're considered FCS teams, but they're not included in the playoff uh, process for some reason. Because, I mean, I think Jackson State went like, what, 10 and 2, 11 and 2. And they had to go to their little bowl game in Atlanta. But, um,. I wish Dion all the success in the world, man. He deserves it. And um, you got the NBA Finals. Um, I'm not a fan of either team. I really don't care who wins. I'm just watching it because, you know, I'm a sports fan. And there's really nothing else to watch as far as sports. Um, Would love to see it go seven games just to push it out to the middle of June and just, you know, give give me more stuff to watch. But um I you know, if I had to pick like my favorite player out of these two teams, it'd probably be Draymond Green, man. Um I love his toughness. I love his attitude. I just he, you know, all these little defensive players in the in, in the NBA now are like the offspring of Dennis Rodman because they all have Dennis Rodman-type attributes. And he, he he's like the originator of that, man. All these, all these tough guys in the league. Rodman was a real tough guy, man, and a master at mind games. So... It's going to be an interesting series. I, I don't care who wins. Um, but it's just real crazy that you see all these Golden State fans popping up out of nowhere, and they don't know who Chris Mullen is. They don't know who Tim Hardaway is or Billy Owens or Tyrone Hill. <laughs> uh, you know, Tyrone Hill wasn't no all-time great. I'm just saying, Google Tyrone Hill. You'll see what I'm talking about. Latrell Sprewell. I don't know if I said Chris Webber already. So I, you know, I'll Mitch Richmond. I forgot about Mitch Richmond. Um, so it's gonna be interesting, man. And uh, you know, hopefully our boys can can do something this year. Maybe they can be a fringe ACC title contender. Because I feel like Clemson's going to be coming back to the pack, no pun intended, this year. No matter what you do in life, man, it's always going to be haters, people that don't believe. 
And you just have to fight through that. Um, I never thought that I would be able to do what I'm doing now. As far as this little YouTube channel, I never thought I would get one person to listen to me. I never thought I would get one person to subscribe to the uh, podcast. But, I mean, just doing it my way and just, you know, believing in myself, I've managed to get a little small, small following. And, you know, that wasn't the goal. It was just, you know, it was just a way to have something to occupy my mind. I'm I'm just a firm believer in, you know, trying to do stuff to keep from going off the deep end. <laughs> and, uh, you know, this podcast helps me do that. And, uh, you know, I when I was trying to decide what kind of podcast I wanted to do, I mean, I knew it was going to be sports related. And I know I from from time to time I would like to talk about other topics other than, you know, whatever sports team that I was going to talk about. Because it really just came down to I, I, I love the 49ers. I love the Miami Heat, but I'm not as passionate about those teams as Florida State just because watching them as a kid. It kept me out of trouble. Um, Not that I grew up in a bad neighborhood, but, I mean, there was opportunities to do bad things if I was wanting to go that route. And just the love for football. And, uh, you know, we talk in 1985, Deion Sanders, just every Saturday wanting to see him play. Um, it kept me out of trouble. And it's a lot of kids, it's a lot of kids and or adults now, kids back then, that can tell you that same story. Deion Sanders saved a lot of a lot of kids from the time he was a freshman at Florida State to when he left and got drafted by the Falcons. Because, I mean, we you play, you know, little pickup games, football. You know, people would imitate Dion. You know, and you go to school that Monday, people talking about Dion, what he did in the game. You know, and uh, just say, uh, I'm not going to say lifelong Florida State fan. I didn't really get into football until I was about six or seven years old. But ever since that time, you know, it's been Florida State, man. Um, uh, Ron Simmons came to my elementary school when I was in the fourth grade and spoke to the whole, you know, he spoke to the whole school and, you know, that that further uh, increased my fandom for Florida State, and uh, you know that's why I started the podcast. Just you know, 
Florida State goes all the way back. I mean, I mean, really, my football thing started with the 49ers. And um, to just to be totally honest, but the the passion for Florida State is greater with the uh, – I mean, the passion for football is greater with uh, Florida State. And, uh, you know – I just want I just I just want them to turn it around, man. I'm tired of sucking. Pause. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of being irrelevant. I'm tired of you know not winning championships. I just want the standard back. And um I don't know. I don't know if we can get there. Not not because of the coaching staff, not because of the current players, just football has changed so college football has changed so much. And I kind of miss the old days of football. I miss the quarterback getting up under center and I miss the dive plays, I miss the off tackle plays. Everything is everybody spreading everybody out, and it's just I just don't like that brand of football. I've never been a fan of the wildcat and read option and you know all that stuff. I've never been a fan of that. I feel like it's finesse football, and you virtually eliminated the fullback position. In college football, rarely do you see a fullback. So I mean, you know, I I I I don't think we're gonna see the West Coast offense ever make a comeback um, in college football because everything is so spread out, and I just really feel like this is it. Um, you know, and we're just waiting for the next wave of offensive, um, you know, way of playing football because the spread has really changed the dynamic of football. And, um, you know, it's in the NFL. Now, it took a long time for the NFL to get into it, but now they're even spreading stuff out. So it is what it is. Um for Florida State, I mean, for yeah, not just Florida State, but just uh, Mike Norvell. I think he we. I, I said it before. I'll say it again. I think he needs to win at least seven games. I don't think becoming bowl eligible is really something to really stick your chest out about. I think seven and five, be competitive in every game. And you know, I can say this thing is moving in the right direction. Um, you know. We we were not competitive in every game last year. Wake Forest took it to us. Louisville took it to us. Um, who else? I mean, just that first, that Notre Dame effort is what we needed in every game. And it just, it wasn't there in every game. So, um just opening up the season against Duquesne. I just want to see just fundamentals. 
We should win the game easily, but I just want to see fundamentals. Then LSU, I just want to see it just an all-out refuse-to-lose effort. Um, now, you know, I've witnessed, I witnessed one of the greatest finals performances ever by Steph Curry, man. And I'm not a Golden State Warriors fan at all, but like I said, I'm going to give props when they're deserved. And, you know, that man carried that team, man. I mean, it's really time to put Steph up there. Win or lose this series, it's time to put him up there with amongst the greats. You know, we got to stop hating on this dude. So this is one of my longer podcasts. So really just to go ahead and uh, close it out, I just want to say that I'm uh, I'm really thankful that um, that people have subscribed to this podcast on YouTube and various other places um you know it's just it was it just started as just and it still is just something to occupy my time just something just to keep you know I think everybody should find something creative to do um that's you know legal of course and positive and uh you know that's what this is um you know I I um I said it on last week's episode. I I didn't ever think I would get one person to subscribe to this podcast and listen. But, you know, I got a couple hundred people that listen faithfully. And I got a a nice little following on YouTube. So, um, you know, I'm thankful. And I appreciate everybody that that, uh, checks in every week and and listens to this podcast. Um, You know, Florida State is my team always will be um I know sometimes I I come down on the coaching staff hard I come down on the players hard it's it's just it's just because I want them to win and dominate that's all and uh you know I want to thank everybody one more time for listening I really appreciate the support uh go nose as always go nose um the podcast is available on YouTube and, and on all podcast platforms. Thank you for listening. As always, go Nose.